Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Those crazy bastards. Can't believe they did it. What an amazing announcement we got on Wednesday. SP3, can you believe it? Your boy Bully Ray is going to be on the Broken Skull Sessions. Congratulations, man. I know you're really, really looking forward to that. That was No, he's kidding with you, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We are here to talk about the big news that happened on dynamite it's going all over social media it's going to be on your social media it's going to be on my social media media it's going to be on a million people's social media the big announcement made on aew dynamite last night yes it's true ladies and gentlemen hook is on the revolution buying yes we get to see hook on sunday against kill team marshall match of the year See, for a second there, I thought you were no-selling me. Like, just completely no-selling me. And no, instead, you just one-up my ass. That was that was incredibly well done. Welcome into the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Uh, an absolutely stacked card for AEW Revolution. Um, we're going to obviously talk about the tremendous show that was on, that was Dynamite last night and the, the actual true thing that everybody is going to be talking about today, which is Tony Khan uh, purchasing ring of honor and maybe more importantly than that purchasing that that library the ring of honor library that is 20 years deep uh man might need a place to stash that maybe just maybe we'll talk about that uh coming up here in here uh in a little bit uh we're gonna talk about dynamite last night final pieces moving into place ahead of a very stacked revolution card gonna try and stay as much away from talking about the card as possible because tomorrow 7 a.m. here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast channel and the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, our big AEW Revolution prediction show with Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report will drop. Looking forward to this. Of course, BNR Live will be carrying the pay-per-view this weekend. No streaming service announcement, unfortunately. I was hoping that was going to be the case for this weekend. But again, that would not happen. I know it's not a smart business decision, SP3. Can I just selfishly hope for things? Can I just, am I allowed to just hope for things? You just like to just ruin my fun. Always <laughs> Get out of here with your facts and your realism. I don't need that shit in my, li- <laughs> in my life. I would have preferred to have watched Revolution on HBO Max for a subscription that I have already paid for this month as opposed to shelling out $49.99. But I know Tony Constant. Yeah, because your selfishness and the fact that you don't want to give your money to this card that you just said was exceptional, was great. You don't want to spend money on that? I, I willingly give AEW my money because I usually get get uh, uh a good payoff for my money. It's it, I get a full night of great professional wrestling, and I think that's what people should expect at Revolution. You you got to understand something, all right? Like I could go to Jeff Ruby Steakhouse here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I could shell out seventy five dollars for the best damn steak I've ever ate in my life, 
and it would be worth every penny. And then about an hour after I ate that steak, I would sit there and go, damn it. Did I really just spend $75? Like that's how much I just, I hate spending, <laughs> spending money period. So it doesn't matter what I'm spending my money hey. on, whether it was worth it or not. I, there's still going to be that moment of depression afterwards. Hey, I just see it as two smack talks that I'm doing for free. Two smack talks that I'm giving to AEW, basically. <laughs> so, so for the next next uh, two times I'm on smack talk, I will just be talking about AEW Rampage because all that money goes to AEW anyway. And we don't give them free publicity on this channel. Anywho, uh, we, we got a lot to get into today. Uh, Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor, obviously a great show last night on Dynamite, but got a few housekeeping items to take care of here. First things first, football season, sadly, yes, it is over. Baseball season, hell if we know if it's ever going to get underway, but basketball is here to save the day. It is in full swing, both pro and college hoops, all the latest odds, totals, player performance prop to where the next coach fired is going to land. Bet online, the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That is B-L-E-A-V, and it is not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds. It is the best in the business. Sports, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. The fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Had a big interview drop earlier. Uh, well, yesterday, actually. Keep thinking it's uh, still Wednesday. But yesterday, it is live right now on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast and the YouTube channel with Jimmy Wang Yang. His first interview since his exit from WWE uh, in early December, he had about a six, seven week tryout as a WWE producer, uh, detailed his time there, talked about why he was not retained, why he believes them. I uh, did a write up for cage side seats where I did a deep dive into the fourth quarter earnings to kind of back up Jimmy Yang's uh, claims on that. Don't have a whole lot of time to get into that today, but it's up there on cage side seats right now for SB Nation. If you're interested in looking into that. Uh, talked about the the guys that he really enjoyed working with and that really impressed him backstage, including Big E and Seth Rollins. There's a lot. We went 40 minutes, 40 minutes. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, talk about uh, his daughter, Jazzy Yang, and how he's now transitioning from father and trainer into a fan of his own daughter. That is a really, really cool thing. Uh, and as a former uh, training partner of hers, that makes me smile a lot uh, as well. And I'm looking forward to her career uh, blossoming. Uh, so that is up there right now. Also, next week here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, I will be having a conversation with Corey Graves and Carmella that will be dropping. Yes, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, what would you call it? Basically, it's like a softcore porn show that they got talking up on. Talking about sex, baby. baby. They're talking about you <laughs> and me. They're talking about all the good things, all the bad things. Sex, baby. It's all about sex. He's talking about Corey and Carmella having sex. Oh God! To just be one of the camera guys on that uh, on that show had to be uh, extremely <laughs> extremely interesting. We're gonna talk about that. Carmella's on the WrestleMania card. We'll talk about that as well. We'll dive into Corey Graves being cleared uh, as well. A lot to get into with those two. Uh, so that's going down tomorrow. We'll drop that next week and. Believe me, there's plenty more coming down the pike. I'm going to be in Dallas for WrestleMania weekend. So, so much more is coming to the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe. By the way, check out my pinned tweet, at Rick Uccino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Follow the instructions. You got, what, three days? 
Three days left to register to win $50 to AEW shop, or excuse me, shop AEW. $50 free cash money. Just follow the instructions on my pinned tweet. Like, sweet, like, subscribe, retweet, all of it, resweet, whatever I try to say. Do, <laughs> do it all. Is that everything? I think I got it. Okay. Thank Let's talk about this. Lead story. SP3, Tony Khan. A lot of speculation, not a lot of facts uh, leading up to the announcement. Even the big boys didn't know. The Sean Ross apps of the world, the Cassidy Haynes of the world didn't know until about 10 minutes before the show went on the air that they finally got the official word what the announcement was going to be. Tony Khan opens up the show with Tony Schiavone. And he looked like he hadn't slept in days, but he looked giddy as a school <laughs> as a schoolgirl. And like, I don't know what it is, man. Like he always he's always really good on like his tape segments, but he just never looks comfortable when he's live in a ring on, on TV. He just yeah. doesn't he doesn't have the presence Vince McMahon does on a microphone, but he's only been doing it for a few years. So he'll he'll get to that point. But man, he 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 dropped the bomb. He now owns Ring of Honor. The Shane McMahon drop and everything. He had the presence of mind to drop that bad boy, which was a nice little callback there. Your initial reaction, you've had some time to stew on it now. This is um this is a big effing deal. It is. It's it's an entire company that has so much history and so much connection to AEW in a lot of ways. ROH was the alternative to WWE when when they really needed an alternative for someone like me, that was a teenager when ring of honor started in 2002 and, you know, started to grow in like 2003 to 2005, I was kind of disconnected from WWE. And when, when I watched ring of honor for the first time, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like that underground field that ECW had, but you saw like state of the art wrestling. Like you would see with a Chris Benoit versus a Eddie Guerrero or a Kurt angle versus a Chris Jericho. You would see that type of work rate, but it had that gritty feel to it at the same time. So it kind of spoke to that kind of 18 to 34 type of demographic that AEW kind of, uh, you know, goes for nowadays. That's what, ring of honor really was about and just to know that you know someone that was a fan of ring of honor just like me in tony khan has purchased them and got that tape library i feel like this is a big move this is not a checkmate type of move but he definitely is in position where his next move is to check this is a big chess piece to move on the table because this tape library 20 years of tape library of all these stars that are in AEW, all these stars from outside, all these stars that are in WWE currently, yeah. and they have all of that now. And most importantly, they have the origin story of AEW, and that's all in. I say, like, I'm all for, you know, them using this tape library and what they have accumulated as all the wrestling to go to a streaming service, maybe an HBO Max, because yes. they have that connection with Warner Media, or another one who's kind of like, maybe a lower level that they want to kind of bring up and make AEW its main thing. It can be something like that as well, but they have the kind of the, the library and the catalog to do that now. So this is very important, but all in, I say, put it up on AEW's uh, and YouTube channel or put it up as a special on like TNT, TBS, talk to them like, oh, you know, we got our specials, you know, four times a year. We just want a special to just show all in like 
All In is something that has been so important to AEW, but something they have never owned, and now they own that. So they have the complete story of AEW now, and I feel like this is a crucial move. It might not be move big to a lot of like the WWE fans or the anti-AEW fans, but let's be honest, no move would have been big enough for those people. But if you are a... They could have brought in Bray Wyatt, right? And even the most hardcore Bray Wyatt... Oh, another WWE guy, you know, yeah. you know. Yes, they could have brought it. They could have brought in Bray Wyatt, brought back Cody Rhodes, stole Stone Cold Steve Austin, and said they're gonna have a show across the street from WrestleMania on the same night as WrestleMania, and they would have been like, "Oh my God, it's all about WWE." They would have had something to say. Like, yeah. you have to ignore that crowd because they're always gonna nitpick this move. But someone who's thinking about it as business and knows that there's some move to set up the next move you understand how big this is. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about the past, right? And the the 20 year rich history that Ring of Honor has. And this is obviously about preserving that and, and making sure, you know, if you get that streaming service that they, it is, it's not buried somewhere. It, it, it's, it's out there for, for the audience to go back and enjoy and watch Daniel Brian, Brian Danielson, excuse me. And you can watch Brian Danielson and, and Christopher Daniels 20 years ago. They put on a banger uh, in the opening match uh, tonight, which was a fantastic callback. Tony Khan gets it, man. He just absolutely gets it. It was a, it was very, Looking at we started the show with that representative of the first show. And we ended the show with hangman page, red dragon and Adam Cole yeah. representatives of like the next decade of ring of honor. He's a fan. He's a fan. He's a businessman. First and foremost, and he's a, but he's a fan and he loves this. And you can tell that. And I respect the hell out of Tony Khan because I don't know where this man finds the time to do everything. Like, how does this man, he, he runs a football team, not very well, mind you, but uh, thankfully he runs wrestling better than he runs the Jaguars. Uh, he has a soccer team. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how good they are. Uh, I don't know how he, in, he inherited. He inherited the the, the football team. He's Whatever. not running it. He's not running it to be. He fair. works he does, the front he, office. Okay? He does. He does analytics. That's what he does. He's he not will, good at it. Okay. <laughs> he's not good at it. Jaguars suck. Uh, I don't know how good the soccer team is, but now he's running AEW, and I now he doesn't do that well. This is the only thing he does well. He's got wrestling down. Football, whether it's the one you hold or the one you kick. He ain't got shit on that. But as far as wrestling goes, he's great. Now he's going to have another company to run. And you talk about the history, and it's great that he's going to preserve that. But this isn't Vince McMahon buying WCW to kill it. He's going to keep Ring of Honor alive. In, in some way, shape, or form, it's going to move forward. They're going to have shows. They're going to be AEW talent involved with that. And, I, and Cassidy Haynes of... Uh, of uh, bodyslam.net says that uh, he, he reported just before we started this recording. Uh, let me try and find it here that uh, AEW plans to utilize ring as ring of honor as a developmental territory uh, of sorts and said that the uh, main roster AEW talent will be dipping into the ring of honor brand uh, on occasion. So that is a very, very smart move to take a, a, an established brand like our, like ring of honor and basically turn it into your NXT. All these people who have been buried on dark and dark elevation, people who don't tune into those YouTube shows, now all of a sudden they have a bigger platform to where they can go and they can perform and they can be on television. That is a really, really, really big deal. We've talked about they have a deep roster and they need a spot for all these people. 
Here's a brand new spot. And they don't have to build anything from scratch. It's the foundations are there. Now yeah. they can improve upon it. And this is also this is also something like you, if they're using it as a developmental, they can go back to what NXT was before. And yep. when they do eventually go to a streaming service, they can have a weekly show of ROH, of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor television. And you can kind of interplay and the guys like Jay Lethal. Now we kind of see, I think that this was all a part of the plan. Like someone like Jay Lethal, who people have been complaining, oh, where's Jay Lethal? Where's Jay Lethal? Well, he's been working at training the younger talent in AEW. Why has he been doing that? And he's a guy that's so connected to Ring of Honor. And now all these young guys that want to they want to groom and they want to get experience are going down to Ring of Honor. I think Jay Lethal's going with them. He's kind of gonna be that kind of mentor or that face of that of that Ring of Honor. And you got Jonathan Gresham, who's the Ring of Honor world champion still. And he said he wants to stay connected to Ring of Honor. He didn't know what was going on. And he but was backstage recently in AEW and a few exactly. other uh, Ring of Honor talents have also. Also been backstage in recent weeks. Josh Woods has been appearing on Ring of Honor. Deanna Parazza put out a tweet because she's the current ROH Women's Champion. We've been hearing the Briscoes for weeks cutting promos on Tony Khan saying, who you going to have call up us? So we've been seeing all the breadcrumbs. We've been seeing all the clues that's been right in front of our eyes, but we didn't want to believe it or we didn't think it was possible. Or then there's the group that thinks it's not a big deal. But it is like this. You have all this talent that, you know, are free, that contracts are free. And if they're going to use Ring of Honor as like an independent and a developmental, they can kind of use all these guys that were just in Ring of Honor to kind of get it running. But this Super Card of Honor, now something that AEW, when Cody was around, Cody said firmly that AEW would have no involvement with WrestleMania weekend. But this move a month out before WrestleMania, the day after Ring of Honor announces they're getting, you know, Alex Zane and Swerve going to come in for their show in, in Dallas. Now AEW, in a way, has a show during WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend, weekend, the night before, the same night as SmackDown, and your Hall of Fame for the under. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Now that AEW has bought Ring of Honor, I don't understand why you're gonna go to SmackDown and celebrate the Undertaker for the 47th time. Here, go to go to Ring of Honor because something big is happening on this show. You might see some main ROA main AEW guys on ROA show. This makes that show even more exciting. And there's a lot of them that are going to be in town. If you've looked at the uh, the WrestleCon uh, lineup, yep. a lot of AEW talent in there, a lot of Ring of Honor talent uh, on, on that John list. John Moxley is headlining GCW, so he's going to be around. So yep. here's, the, here's the funniest thing. You bring up Cody. You talk about AEW not having any involvement in WrestleMania weekend. The, the, the full circle funny part about that is Cody Rhodes could be at WrestleMania wrestling for WWE. The same weekend that there's an AEW event WrestleMania weekend. The same weekend that Tony Khan purchases Ring of Honor. You know, when, you know, Ring of Honor, the same Ring of Honor that offered Cody a front office job before he left in 2019 to start AEW. That Ring of Honor, Tony Man. Khan just, Tony, Tony Khan doesn't know it, but that's, this is also a shot at Cody. <laughs> Just a, a a fantastic start to what was a a really another really rock solid dynamite. Again, you had the the the, the huge announcement that sent shockwaves across the wrestling world. Tony Khan buying uh, 
buying Ring of Honor. Then you have the the very poetic opening matchup, which had a phenomenal damn finish. I mean, that was just insane. Brian Danielson's on another level right now. And 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 Christopher Daniels, by the way, having that good of a performance when he's still dealing with an eye injury is insane. At and a 51. credit to him. At yeah. 51 years old. Like when he came out, I'm like, my God, has it been that long since we've seen him on WWE TV? Not the only return, AEW. by the way. Excuse me, AEW. Um, not the only return that we saw last night, by the way. Top there flight back together. Darius Martin showing out in that battle royal. Like if there were, I know there were some people that didn't enjoy the battle royal last week, but this week, I'm sorry, that was even better. Like that was a was just just the way they do the casino battle royale. It's an element of the Royal Rumble where they can highlight some people with their interests or highlight them with a little quick sequence. But this one was a lot of fun. Darius Martin and Top Flight overall, Dante Martin as well, they got over in this match in a big way without even winning. We got the predictable but logical winner of the Young yeah. Bucks to set up what's going to be an absolute banger. Like, I think the biggest conversation out of Revolution ain't going to be like, any like big debut or big angle i think the big conversation is people arguing what was the match of the night and that's always a good thing coming out of a pay-per-view again we'll break down that match and all the rest of the card in its entirety uh, on tomorrow's uh, big aew uh preview show uh with graham matthews of uh, bleacher report uh so make sure to uh, check that out again and that'll drop tomorrow at 7 a.m um yeah, I like the Casino Battle Royale. And here's the thing. AW, Tony Khan and AEW deserve a lot of credit because Darius does not get the kind of pop that he got tonight if they did not spend the time building up Dante Martin yes. while he was on the shelf. And this is this is something that, uh, as far as, as WWE is concerned, that I have heavily criticized them before in the past. What happened when Jeff Hardy got hurt? They took Matt Hardy off of television. They couldn't find nothing for Matt Hardy to do on television while Jeff was gone. One of the best creative minds in the world. It's like when they were doing that, that, that solo run with Jay Uso, they don't do that. They don't do that. And we praise WWE for doing that, for elevating Jay Uso to that level while Jimmy was gone. And now Jay's right back to where he was but beforehand, but at least at the time they decided to go, Hey, why don't we do something we don't ever do and elevate that talent? This was a really smart move on by Tony Khan, and it really helped get Darius over, even though he's been gone for how long has he been gone? A year now? Almost uh, a year, yeah. Yeah, almost a year. So I really love that. Uh, I'll say the highlight of that match, though, by the way, was Max Caster. Uh, he wasn't in the match very long, but, man, for a guy who got had to get edited last week with his rap, he, he came back with probably his best one. <laughs> he redeemed himself. He redeemed him. I almost fell off my couch laughing. When he dropped the Glenn Jacobs line, like, like he, yo, he was dropped. He said he was going to send FTR to ROH. He made a euphoria reference, which popped me. And then that the line saying, you all are less popular than Glenn Jacobs tweets. Oh my God. I was like that. Bravo. That's yeah. how you come back from an edited rap. Yep. And then he was promptly eliminated, and Anthony Bowen showed out in the match. So the the acclaimed has everything. They bring the entertainment. They bring uh, they bring it in the ring. One of those days, one of these days, they will win the tag team titles, and it'll be a uh, a really really good day. But the other thing that, <laughs> that that these last two battle royals have showed you, if you didn't already know, my God, the depth of the tag team division and how over they are. 
Because you can oh, have yeah. a bunch, you can have a bunch of tag teams. It's one thing to have a bunch of tag teams, but how much, how over most of them were when they came out? Top Flight got a pop. Santana yep. and Ortiz got a pop. Best Friends, FTR, Red Dragon. I mean, well, Red Dragon later in the night. Young yep. Bucks. So yeah, the, the list goes on. Like there's a lot of over tag teams in this tag team division where you you can kind of intermatch and a different champion creates so many other different matchups out of that. Where I'm interested on the result of revolution yeah you brought up santana and ortiz we're gonna talk about them coming up here in just a few minutes but first things first sp3 i always ask you every show i ask you the same question what's more important than peace of mind and the answer never changes it's nothing that's what nordvpn is here for to give you peace of mind while you're online and with all of the threats that you face today on the internet it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best vpn you can get NordVPN is the world's best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com slash believe or use the promo code BLEAV. Get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. It's time to answer the five counts on the Believe Podcast Network. So last week on our Thursday show, we gave absolutely rave reviews to MJF's promo. Very deep, from the heart, left CM Punk speechless. A week after MJF, or after Punk left MJF speechless. This week, we get Punk out there, and he cuts a, a, a very real promo talking about all of the, the just nasty shit that he's done in his history in pro wrestling. A lot of really nice callbacks there. Again, I I think CM Punk is the the one of the best when it comes to using history to drive home a story in the present. Talks about looking in the mirror, asking himself whether he's the good guy or the bad guy. Calls MJF out to have that that heart to heart. Says, "Look, I'm gonna try here." Goes to shake his hand. MJF bypasses the hand and gives him a big old hug, which I'm sure in that moment that was 11 year old MJF doing that in real life. They hug it out, and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm watching, and I swear to God the whole time. I'm watching his right knee. <laughs> I saw it coming. I'm like, he's going to kick him in the balls. Or I, I thought he was going to knee him in the balls. I thought that was the direction they were going to go. Then they actually uncoiled, uncoupled, whatever you want to call it. And then he kicked him, in the, <laughs> kicked him right in the balls. Here comes the chairman. Here comes Wardlow. They beat the holy piss out of CM Punk. They bloody him up with the dynamite diamond ring. They hang him over the ropes with the dog collar. He's wiping the blood. That's why they're all wearing white. Just wiping the blood off of his shirt. From the time that these two first got into the ring, SP3, and didn't even say anything, you just, CM Punk walks down to the ring, he stares down MJF, and he leaves without saying a word, and you knew this was going to be good from the get-go. From that moment to last night, I'm already willing to call it 
the build up to this match at Revolution, I think that CM Punk and MJF has been the best rivalry in AEW to date. So this question is all for you. Is it the best rivalry so far in AEW history, or is there one, maybe even two or more, that uh, that, that you would put above this? Right now, I have it at number two. Two, yes. I would go, I would skyrocket it up to up because, yeah, the last couple of weeks have just been on the money from MJF beating CM Punk to, you know, the next week with Punk and Moxley beating FTR in a great match, yep. the opening segment with MJF with the over-the-top entrance, kissing the two girls, the dog toddler promo by CM Punk bringing up their history, that MJF promo, which I put on the level of the Austin 316 promo and, and Dusty Rhodes hard times last week on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So, yes, I am very high on this feud. But Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega had a three-year story. <laughs> they had yeah. a three-year story that literally started from the from the rally, from the rally mm. that announced the company when Hangman said, I'm gonna become the first ever AEW world champion. And that became a mission statement for him. And Basically, how Eddie Kenny Omega got involved is they both failed, and by mutual failure, came together as AEW World Tag Team Champions. Had arguably the best reign as AEW World Tag Team Champions, despite half the time half of the fans telling them they're not even a real tag team. You got the best tag team division. They're not a real tag team. They're two singles guys. Yet they're having great matches on every yeah. single episode of Dynamite and Pay Per View. They they lose the titles. You don't even get a rematch. They just break up after that. They have a banger of an opener at full gear. And then you get the year-long story of Hangman Page trying to trust people again by his friendship of the Dark Order, trying to get his confidence back again with wins over Matt Hardy, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, before he's able to even challenge Kenny Omega. And then when you think you're going to get the title match, they take it away again, and he loses the 10-on-10. 10 10. He goes and has to regroup. Once again, has his first child, returns to one of the biggest pops in AEW history and at the casino battle, the casino ladder match on the second anniversary show, wins the shot at full gear. The promo, the cowboy shit promo, which was yeah. one of the, the best preby face promos, not just in AEW history and all of wrestling of the past decade, in my opinion. And then you have the match at full gear, which is, in my opinion, the best AEW main event. Uh, on pay-per-view of all time hangman page versus kenny omega at full gear because we've seen that completely i get to tell that whole story here in a couple of minutes on believe in pro wrestling that's completed that's number one i don't know if sunday is the completion of the story but depending yeah. on if that match is better than their first match mjf and cm punk could probably get up to that number one spot it, it, I mean, when you're comparing the two, and I, I would agree with you, that would be in my top two for, for sure. When you're comparing the two, it, it comes down to does longevity outlast what has been a, a brilliant flare the last few months, right? And it's, it's a tough call, man. It's a tough call. And maybe, and maybe I'm just falling in love with the recent. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm a, I'm a victim of that. I mean, 
I, I not to interrupt you, but if I'm gonna give Flair feuds the the leg up and make them number one, I mean Eddie Kingston got about two or three of those. Like Eddie Kingston, CM Punk right. in two weeks is in my top five AEW hey, but- feuds of all time. CM and what people forget, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, that was a fire feud mm-hmm. and one feud of the year in multiple publications, and that was only a, a month or two month long feud that was yeah. a flair feud that's up there in the top five as well but i, I like i said i i put this at number two because we haven't seen it completed yet but based on the promo work based on the match based on all the build-up and all the promos leading up this is this is probably the best promo work of any feud in AEWs. oh eddie kingston won't like that did you see yeah i know <laughs> you- i know i saw, I saw the disrespect eddie how you leave eddie off of mike Dole's? Mike Dole's, come on! He had about two of them. Him and him and CM Punk is the best Mike Dole that I I literally showed that to one of my friends as a casual fan. He was like, "Yo, I don't even know if I'm what I'm watching." He was like, uh, "Am I watching wrestling? This feels real." He was like, "I felt like I was seeing an argument on the street." Like that was that was one of the realest promo exchanges in Mike Dole's. How dare you, AEW, leave that off your award? I just, I just love his tweet. If you did not see Eddie Kingston's tweet to to AEW's top five promo duels that left him completely off, off the list at Inner Circle twice, disrespectful. F that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just f that. I mean, Jericho's not a bad promo, but come on, what do we? Do? His promo exchange with <laughs> Eddie Kingston last week was that's, better than the two that's that up was, there, th- dude. Like. AEW leaving Eddie Kingston off of a top five promo duel is like WWE asking us what we think of Tommaso Ciampa's new theme music. Like that's on the same damn level of just social media trolling. What are we doing? Uh, Tony Khan, uh, before he made his announcement last night, uh, had his media call, which I did not get to hop on because I was doing stuff. I was there for the first time. Uh, there you go. Very good. Very, very good. Well, you were there when he announced that uh, Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole will be the main event at Revolution this Sunday. And as well, they should. It's the world title match. Uh, it's a stack card, but the world title, that should mean something. That's going to close out the show. I don't have an issue with it. But again, we talk about it being a stack card. And again, we'll give predictions and break everything down with, uh, with Graham tomorrow. Number two on the five count. Is Hangman and Cole your main event? Is this the one, even though it's going on last, is this your main event this Sunday, SP3? Um, I mean, is it my main event? Because, yeah, because I'm going to see it last. So it is my main event. It's your main event. It's everybody's main event as long as Tony Khan makes it. What's the match I'm looking forward to the most? I would rank Cole and Hangman like fourth on this whole pay-per-view like i'm i'm i think that's the most anticipated match is punk and mjf for the work they've done especially in the last two weeks then i would go rosa and baker because of their the last match they had and then i would go moxley and danielson because of their promo work and the and the in-ring work that danielson and moxley have shown over the last couple of weeks that's going to be an absolute banger but 
Then there's Hangman and, and Cole, which I think is going to be as great as those three matches. It's just the buildup for those three matches has been better than Hangman and Cole. And that's not to say that's it's been a bad buildup. It's been solid, but it really wasn't the focus until tonight's main event. Or yes, last night's main event. I'd almost put the tag team match ahead of it too, to be. Oh, damn. You're actually right. I would make it five. I would make it fifth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree with you in the case. And look, this is not a knock. This is just how well AEW has built this card. Like there's, and look there's at, really not... look at the best the best pay per view they ever had. All out. He- Kenny Omega and Christian Cage was not the most anticipated match. People Ooh. were more anticipating Punk's return. People were more anticipating the Steel Cage match with the Lucha Bros and uh and the Young Bucks. So. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't always have to be the main event and the world title match that's the most anticipated. It's a credit to what AEW does on paper. Correct. Uh, I will agree with you in the sense that I I don't have Hangman and Cole even close to my number one most anticipated match. I'm gonna disagree with you on the one that I I want to see the most. Even though I'm I'm just moments ago I said it's the best rivalry. For me, it's not Punk and MJF that's the match that I'm looking forward to the most. It's it's Moxley and Brian Danielson. Like that's that's the match that I Danielson watching him in the ring the last several weeks, pretty much since he got to AEW. This is the best he's looked ever. And that's saying something. And John Moxley is just an effing pit bull. And these two dudes are gonna go out there and they are going to steal the show on Sunday. I have no doubt about it i'm i'm looking for for fire and passion and blood and poetry and a tremendous story to be told in the ring this is this is the one that when danielson showed up in AEW, i'm like i can't wait for him to fight john moxley and i'm so happy we're getting it this quickly i think the best part about this pay-per-view is those four like like i said hangman and cole i probably dropped down to five because I don't really, I don't really think Cole's gonna win with those right. four matches that we just put ahead of it. I don't know who's gonna win for sure. I I can't hundred percent say who I'm gonna win for sure. I'll try on our prediction show tomorrow, but I going in, it's I hard. don't. Yeah, it's very hard to predict those four matches. And that brings us to number three, because your girl Thunder Rosa pinned Britt Baker clean as a sheet last night. And honestly, like, I don't remember Britt getting a whole lot of offense in on Thunder Rosa. This reminds me a lot of the build to her title defense against her Kurashida, where it was like, oh, well, Britt Baker's never beaten Sheeta. She's never beaten Sheeta. She, never, she ain't beaten Thunder Rosa either. But they ain't focusing on that, which is interesting to me. And this, this booking, I don't know if weird is the right word. I don't know if odd is the right word. It's intriguing to me that Thunder Rosa gets this win on Dynamite, the go-home Dynamite before the pay-per-view, before she challenges Britt Baker, it's almost to me like she has too much momentum. And they're planning something else for the finish here. So number three on the five count, does Thunder Rosa have too much momentum heading into Revolution on Sunday? Are you worried, SP3, as the big Thunder Rosa homer that you are, that she might not walk away with the AEW Women's Championship on Sunday. I think Dunder Rosa pinning Britt Baker was the best move possible Tony Khan and AEW could have made because going into Dynamite, 
I don't think I I that was one result I could have said a hundred percent sure. But yes, it's partly because I'm biased toward Thunder Rosa in any matchup, but just on based on the booking because of where Britt Baker's title reign was and, you know, Thunder Rosa was the hot challenger that we all thought would eventually dethrone her. It just made sense for her to win on Sunday. But her Brie and Britt on this show creates a lot of doubt to that because wrestling booking 101 teaches you if the challenger pins the champion on the go-home show, they ain't winning at the pay-per-view. So now it's like, who is going to win? Are they going to try to continue Baker's title run and try to reheat it up so it ends when it's at its hottest instead of ending kind of at its flattest, like what it what it would be on Sunday? Yeah. Or it, are they are going are they going to put it on the hot commodity that is Thunder Rosa? Or are we building to Britt Baker versus Jay Cargill champion versus champion? I don't know after this result. So that's why I said this was the best outcome that Tony Khan could have done booking wise to create the unpredictability with the result on Sunday. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking if you're trying to reheat up Britt Baker, really the only opponent left that you can do that with is Thunderosa. So this this feud would have to continue for several more weeks and then Thunderosa would win it on a dynamite or a rampage probably a dynamite i would say as opposed to winning it at revolution or at saint patrick's day slam where she beat her in the lights out match there you go that would be <laughs> a nice little full circle moment but i i know i know in a perfect world you want you want brick's brit's title run to end at a peak right but it's i i think it's gotten past the point of no return i think it would be a mistake to try to heat her up up again i think fans are ready for something different and that's why Brit has cooled off substantially. That and they really haven't. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like Roman Reigns, right? Like she's just kind of run out of people to to fight at this point. The the roster's not that deep. So until you add some some fresh new talent and give some some other people some some shots at the gold, it's it's time to create some new matchups. It's time to create some new storylines. I think the best way to reheat Britt Baker is for her to lose and maybe just flat out get her ass kicked on Sunday. Don't try to recreate some some magic lights out match uh, sequel. Thunder Rosa kicked her ass last night. Maybe that's just what they do on Sunday where Thunder Rosa just dominates Britt Baker and ends her title run in an embarrassing fashion for the good doctor, which now she has to recover and climb back up from, and that is her storyline. And whatever she has to do with Jamie Hader and and you know and Rebel and and all that stuff because that's obviously the next line uh, line for her. But I think it's very interesting to have Thunder Rosa win in the fashion that she did last night. And I think anything's on the table for Sunday. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the best thing would be for Thunder Rosa to win on Sunday. And for Britt Baker to take time off, even the 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 biggest Britt Baker fans I know, like Jimmy Macaram on A Ramble, he's even said he wants her to take some time off, and then she can come back and be the baby face that fan, a lot of fans have been wanting yeah. her to be for months. So I think time off after Sunday, after dropping the gold, is the best thing for Britt. I mean, she really hasn't taken any time off, really. Even when she got hurt, she was. Hell, she got the most over she's been while she was out injured with the role model vignettes and everything like that. So she's really worked her ass off since this company started. So maybe a vacation is in the works. 
maybe Adam Cole loses and he takes a little time off and they can go, you know, do whatever the hell they want to do for, for a couple of weeks. And Adam Cole could come back and then she can come back a few months later and all would be right with the world. Uh, Chris Jericho did have a, a little promo segment uh, uh, last night. It was all right. Setting up his match with Eddie Kingston on Sunday. That wasn't the most interesting part to me. It was what happened afterwards, because this was right after the uh, the tag team battle royal where Santana and Ortiz lost. They were not successful. And then they show up. They give Jericho the old fist bump. It's almost like, hey, we lost. We've been blaming Jericho for all of our failures as a tag team. And all of a sudden, Jericho had nothing to do with this loss. They run right back to the inner circle. Interesting. Or are they laying a trap, SP3? So I will ask you, where do the allegiances of Santana and Ortiz truly lie? Is it with Chris Jericho or Eddie Kingston? Uh, I think it should lie with themselves. They should be out for themselves. Santana and Ortiz should have achieved more in these first three years of AEW. They are one of the best tag teams that this company has. And Santana is a star. He's a, he's a single star in the making. So they need to do something with these guys. I feel like they should be in line to be one of the next AEW World Tag Team Champions. So they don't have time to deal with Chris Jericho and his nonsense and everyone he wants a feud with. American Top Team, the Pinnacle. They always have to deal with that nonsense. And Eddie Kingston doesn't do very well in not staying out of enemies ways because he loves to get enemies and I wouldn't team up with him unless the trios titles is around the corner then I would probably choose Eddie over over Jericho but right now I think Santana and Ortiz allegiance should lie with themselves I think that they had that embrace with Jericho because they felt like they were fighting Jericho's battles when they had to fight Daniel Garcia in 2.0 and then in that battle royal it was 2.0 who screwed them over they eliminated 2.0 and look yeah. 2.0 after they got eliminated cost them their the matchup and had uh FTR eliminate them so now they understood they was like all right Actually, we were wrong. That beef is actually our beef now. So you know what? We're cool. Go handle your business with Eddie. We're out of this, but we're cool. I personally like the idea of them truly being out for themselves. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, they're not on the card this Sunday. So it would be great if they did get involved in that match and they just laid both of them out. Like that match ended in a no contest because Santana and Ortiz just took both of them out and said, screw everybody. Us against the world kind of a situation. No New York on New York violence. No, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Just stay out of there. Let them handle their business alone. And then we, we can be cool with both of y'all afterwards, but we ain't getting involved. No, no New York on New York violence. <laughs> It would be nice to see Eddie Kingston get a big win at a pay-per-view. That's that, what I want. That's that's something that's sor the sorely needed. Um, I don't know if I can make a call one way or the other. Uh, I, I think if, they, if they're going back and forth, I think maybe they choose Eddie. But it just, just like this card, man, it's hard to predict. It really, really is hard to predict. Uh, one uh, quick WWE note here before we uh we wrap up. Oh, whoops, sorry. Hang on, almost forgot. Almost forgot. Gotta gotta take care of some more house cleaning. Uh, tons of people SP3, they take multivitamins, but it it is important to choose one that is top quality. 
With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day off right. Your special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. Only one gram of sugar, no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash believe. That is B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. All right, so to... uh, you doing the Macarena the whole dang time I was reading that spot. Anyway, just another reason to uh, tune into the YouTube channel as well. Click the subscribe button. See SP3 and his, his dancing skills. Uh, there was a report that came out today. A lot of people have been asking about uh, some absences of WWE superstars. Namely, three big names in the women's division. Asuka, Bailey. And now all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss, who is MIA, couldn't even get on the dang show in Columbus on Monday, her hometown. SB3, did you realize there were 10 women on the show Monday, which is fantastic. That's great. I can't complain, nor will I complain about that. But the one you leave off is Alexa Bliss. Yep. From who's from Columbus. That's that's a decision. That's a tone deaf decision. It's almost like people forgot that she was from Columbus. You had the report from Sean Rossap that they had originally Montez Ford wrestling in Cincinnati, and then somebody told Creative, hey, you know Dawkins is from here. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, maybe we should put him in the match instead. That's cool. That's fine. <laughs> no problems there. But Alexa Bliss is now MIA, and uh, PWI, they did some digging into this. Now, their report on Asuka has been uh, kind of refuted there a little bit by Fightful Select, so I'm going to leave her out of this question. Um PWI reporting that Asuka is being kept off until after WrestleMania. Sean Ross at Fievel.com reporting that Asuka is being kept off to WrestleMania or maybe even longer because she's not readily available to the company. So there's kind of some disputes there. But PWI is saying that Bailey and Alexa Bliss have no plans leading into WrestleMania. The company has no plans for either one of them heading into WrestleMania by choice. So what is more egregious, SP3, leaving Bailey or Alexa Bliss off of this WrestleMania card, in your opinion? Neither. Neither, ladies and gentlemen, because all I hear all the time is, oh, man, these part-timers and returning stars just come back and take up a spot from someone who's been working their butt off for months upon months to get a spot on the WrestleMania card. And yes, I do agree. Bailey deserved a spot on the WrestleMania card last year, but this year she's been working her way back. So I I understand WWE's thinking of saving her for after WrestleMania, give them a big boost for after the big show or returning star that people are going to want to see, and it creates fresh matchups for after WrestleMania. Alexa Bliss, 
this was just them dumb, dumb. Like they they ran out of women and they just had to rush her back at elimination chamber when they could have told more of the story. They could have separated these nine different segments that they filmed in one day instead of giving it to us in six weeks. Nine different segments. They could have gave us nine segments over like fifteen weeks, maybe till after. After WrestleMania, like the Go Home Show to WrestleMania, you say Alexa Bliss is returning to to Raw next week on the Raw after WrestleMania to give us some more hooks. Don't don't let her return at Elimination Chamber and then just you don't even talk about her afterward. You don't even be like she was injured. You used to make up injuries. I miss the days when WWE used to make up injuries for people. Like, like, that's what I said. I said the same thing when they did the whole gimmick with Bobby Lashley because that hurt the Elimination Chamber. And now I'm talking about a different Elimination Chamber match from that same event where they brought someone back who they had no plans with for after just to fill the spot in the Elimination Chamber. You kidding me? You telling me you couldn't put uh, Queen Zelina or Carmella in that exactly. match? We really, that- we really needed Alexa Bliss in that match? Just and that, to, see, and that's just the to thing. see the swing in the pod. That's what we wanted. Yeah, that that's the thing that's... Uh, I keep going back and forth on this because I'm not going to say neither. I kind of want to say both. Like, I want to say both to me because this is this is WrestleMania, right? Like, the I, I get the casual audience, this, that, and the other thing. You have two nights, eight matches on each night, possibly upwards of 20 matches with the pre-show if you do two matches on each pre 20 matches to fill. You owe Bailey. You owe Bailey after leaving her off the WrestleMania card last year. She has not wrestled in front of a crowd in how damn long? And you're going to have 70, 80,000 fans in Jerry's world in Dallas, Texas, that I believe would love to see Bailey back at WrestleMania. If you have a chance to book her for the show, I think honestly you owe it to her to book her for the damn show. Put her in a match somewhere or at least have a return on the card as a surprise something anything get that hardy boys level pop maybe her and somebody else can get added to the women's tag team match i don't care something involving bailey needs to happen at this wrestlemania card because you owe it to her to do that if again she's good to go but the egregious thing here to me is exactly what you laid out with alexa bliss they give us these these long drawn out segments that in the end did not go anywhere did not tell a cohesive a cohesive story. It didn't make any damn sense. You're trying to cure her, and then in the end, you end up giving her Lily anyway and saying, as long as she's with you, everything is great. So now she's kind of like this, this hybrid... <laughs> she's kind of like this hybrid goddess, darkness, Alexa Bliss character. She's still got her swing and everything. But you rush her back for Elimination Chamber. She gets the... Biggest damn pop of anybody in the women's division, not named Lita at that event. Crowd was hot for her. You gave her a tremendous showing. She, she almost beats Bianca Belair in the damn match. And then, pff, much like Bray Wyatt, just disappears. Disappears. We don't get Lily's playground. We don't get a promo segment. We don't get a mention. We don't get anything, and now we're getting this report of, oh, we don't really have anything for her for WrestleMania. Then why'd you bring her back? Exactly what you said. You could have put Dana Brooke in the damn match. You could have put Carmella. You could have put Queen Zelina. You could have put 
literally anybody else on the roster. It would not have mattered because Bianca Belair was going to win that damn thing walking away. It did not matter who that sixth entrant was. Unless the damn crown prince specifically requested Alexa Bliss, there was no reason to put her in the damn match if you weren't going to have any substantial stuff for her to do prior to WrestleMania. You couldn't even bring her out for a dark match or a dark segment in Columbus? How many, do you know how many little girls I saw tweet out photos dressed as Alexa Bliss, ready to see her in Columbus? Here's the pulse, WWE. Here's your finger far away from the pulse, jammed up your ass. Say, would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? You get that reference at all? Please tell yes, me you I get that did. reference. Yeah. Okay, thank God. All right, that's why you're my boy, Blue. That's why you're my boy. So I think for that, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss on this one. One more for the road, SP3. What are we expecting out of McMahon and McAfee today? Reports are this is going to be a legit interview. Yes, it might still set up some stuff for WrestleMania, but this is supposedly supposed to be Vince McMahon's first legit one-on-one -on -one interview in quite some time, and good on Pat McAfee for being the one to get it. I think it's going to be a serious interview for about 90% of it. The 10% I'm referring to where it's not going to be a real interview is the final part where Austin Theory is going to get involved. <laughs> and the words right out of my it's mouth. It's going to be like a whole big schmoz that has some animosity between McMahon and McAfee to set up a match at WrestleMania, which McAfee will probably continue on SmackDown this week. So there's that. It, whatever it is, it's going to be must watch. And yes, I think Austin Theory is going to get involved based off of what we heard him say uh, on Monday Night Raw. I don't know what he's doing with that pencil. Uh, I swear to God, if Austin Theory shows up and stabs Pat McAfee with a pencil, I might scream. Like, if that's how they start this. Like, Vince McMahon probably saw McAfee doing the pencil thing on TV that he does, the flip and catch. And we're like, oh, I got an idea. I can turn this into good shit. Swear to God, if somebody gets stabbed with a pencil, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Thank you for tuning in to all 57 minutes of this half hour podcast. We really appreciate you guys staying with us again. Subscribe, share, follow the link. Still got a chance to win $50 to a shop. AEW. They couldn't come up with a better name. They just had to take WWE shop and reverse it and add three letters because I get everything damn confused anyway, but shop AEW. 50 bucks, subscribe, go to my pin tweet at Rick Uchino. Get yourself registered. That includes following this man at True Heel SP3. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Again, tomorrow, two of us plus Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report breaking down your entire car. Check out my interview with Jimmy Wang Yang up on the YouTube channel right now. Go do it. Good stuff. You've been listening to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.